Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Priorities of the wise. There are things that we have to do. Actually, there are activities that we have to do. Amen. Everybody say, everybody hear that word, have to do. These things are not options. I want you to know that I have never, ever had to counsel somebody who was depressed who did these things, who was defeated who did these things. There will be all sorts of opposition that will come your way when you attempt to do these things. Just know that there will be lots of other options presented to you as options for not doing these things. Understand that. The moment that you begin, the the phone will ring. Facebook messages will come. Suddenly, relatives that had no interest in you for years suddenly have lots and lots of interest in you. As soon as you begin to do these things, if you don't do these things, the odds of you surviving as a believer is not good. And... The odds of you surviving as a victorious believer are zero. There are people that make it to heaven without doing some or all of these things, but not many. You are the gospel of Jesus. This Bible has not changed. The requisites in this word have not changed. They will never change. For I am the Lord, I change not. Add thou not to his word, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found to be a liar. Nothing has changed in this word. Jesus is the word. Hebrews 13, 8 says, I am the same today, yesterday, and forever. Nothing has changed. The requisites that are in this, see, people don't like to hear requirements. They don't like to hear works as if it's antithetical to Scripture. They must have never read the second chapter of James. I'll show you my faith by what I do. Faith without works is dead. There are activities that you and I have to do that God will never do. Do you hear me now? God is not going to do these things. We are required to do these things. Those are, these things that I speak of, they are the priorities of the wise. If you want your life to take an about face, true repentance is a 180 degree turn, a change of thought. If you want that to happen, you will have to do these things. And that not every other month, not 12 minutes a day, These things have to become a lifestyle. Well, if that happens, Tom, you know what? What about my kids' sports? And what about my hobbies? And what about the boat? You sacrifice them on the altar of Yahweh. Sacrifice it. Bring them to God and sacrifice them. Too many Christians worship their kids. Too many Christians worship their jobs. Too many Christians, this is number one, worship themselves. The priority, priority in life is stimulate me. That has to end. Our country needs it to end. Our country is waiting for a dead church to arise. This church has never died. I'm talking about the church international. It's gone. It's a ghost town. You ever been to some of those Midwest towns? 
There used to be towns of 10, 15,000 people with a nice main street. You drive through them now, they're empty, they're vacuous, they're done. They were built on a coal mine, they were built on a steel factory, whatever it may be, it's gone. That's the church in America. They don't know it. They think they're alive with their Zoom messages. They think they're alive with their COVID clump services. Right down there, don't think it's over. Don't, it's, not, it's worse now than it was six months ago. It's worse. Drive right down the, right, I, I challenge you today. Take a round trip and drive down the road. There's a church down the road here on the right-hand side, and you'll see on their sign, proudly displayed, mask service, 9 o'clock, whatever it may be. You don't preach the gospel, a Christian wearing a mask. Oh, Tom, how dare you say that? I don't care. Whatever is, bind, whatever is bound is bound. Whatever is loosed is loosed. I'm not putting on your chains of slavery. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We are to stand firm then and not let, it, let ourselves be burdened again by a yoke of somebody else's cruddy slavery. No, thank you. They, they never ends either. They have one, now they want you to wear two. It's supposed to be over. It's still not over. Day 349 today of 15 days to flatten the curve. Never ends with Satan. It never ends with those who buy into this. Oh, you're a right-wing zealot. You can call me whatever you want. I stand on the word of God. I never, I never sweat this thing. Don't. I can't believe. I said this on the podcast last night. I just can't believe the Christians that can't see it. I'm going to get into it in a minute. I can't believe it. I can't believe that somebody with any measure of discernment can't sense it in the air. There are things that we have to do. Here's a quick list. This was from the first service that I'm skipping to get to where we're going to start right now because I can't preach the same message twice. Quick list. We are to ask. God will never ask. I guess the first service is actually being shown now. My wife didn't tell me. So I was bragging that I can say whatever I want in the first service, and it goes nowhere. Well, now it is. It's taped. It's recorded. Oh, well. We have to ask. God will never ask. We have to study. God will never study. We have to pray. God doesn't pray. Jesus prayed when he was here. He ascended to the right hand of the throne of God. He no longer prays. You understand when you read verses like Jesus, there is somebody who, when we, when we fall short, we have an advocate with the Father. That's not Jesus actively praying for you. That's the covenant that has covered your fall and my fall and our sin. We have to fast. God does not fast. We have to deny ourselves. God does not need to deny himself. All right, here we are. Next one up, brand new. We have to seek God first. God doesn't seek himself. We have, God has to be put first or you will not survive. Amen. He has to be put first above fruit roll-ups, juice boxes, and minivans. Hey, Tom, you've been on that for three weeks. I know. Because, you know, that's the, that's the thing. You have to read your community. See, these pastors that pull their messages off the Internet are not in tune with their own church or their own community. What do I see here? See, people think of this as a, as a community of senior citizens. That's not true. It really isn't. There is a huge underbelly of young people that service 
the senior community. Tons of young people drive through the city of Northport. There's hardly any seniors there. It's all young people. And what I see, the struggles inside this church and every church that I've seen are two things. People struggle in their relationships and they struggle with their children. What do I mean by that? Christians dating the unsaved has wasted decades of people's lives. Decades of people's lives. And listen, you're looking at a man who has wasted lots of time too. I'm not wrongfully judging you. I'm telling you the truth. You know it's true. Wasting your life one guy after another, one girl after another who isn't saved or is a nominal Christian on a good day. Equally yoked means equally yoked. Well, you know, is he saved? If you answer that question with well, he's not. Well, he's not. If he's actively trying to get your clothes off, he's not. Well, he has a good heart. No, he doesn't. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Outside of Jesus, every, look at me now, every human heart is in that condition. Outside of the reform of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. I don't care if they're kind. I don't care how much they give to charity. I don't care if they're in the military. I don't care if they're the president. Every single heart that is not yielded to the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit through the gospel of Jesus Christ is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So why in the world are you out at Olive Garden with him every Friday night? You're welcome. I'm doing you a favor. I know some of you are like, what is this barnstorm that I've walked into? This is real church. This is how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to have a little bit of uncomfortableness about it. The things that I say that apply to me bother me just as much as the things that I say to you that apply to you. We have to seek God first. He has to be number one. It means first. First thing you do in the day, God. Period. No, I got to have my coffee. You're an idol worshiper. If you have to have something, God should be first. Can I at least put my coffee on? Go ahead, put your coffee on. Start seeking God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Most of you know that verse. Matthew 6, 33 and 34. Doesn't say seek him, so he'll add him. That's the gospel of many people. Okay, I'll seek God if he adds these things to us. That's not what it says. Seek him first, and, and, not so, and. He'll add all those things unto you. The moment you stop caring about all your problems and you seek God first, you'll turn around your problems are gone. Period. I'm telling you, it's true. I used this example in the first service. If you're in a desperate struggle, I've known people like this, we've helped them before, that are trying to get their kids, say they're in a desperate divorce situation, and they are the righteous one, and they deserve to have their kids, but they can't get them. You want it to happen? Seek God first. He'll add that unto you. 
He'll guide you in your prayers. He will add it to you. Look at the next verse. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. God doesn't worry about tomorrow, the next day. God knows it all anyway. You're to operate under his divine nature. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. We are supposed to be divine partakers. We're supposed to be partakers of his divine nature. This is how we do it. Don't take thought for tomorrow. Oh, man, what's going to happen? Don't what? Focus on seeking him first today. Yeah. Period. It's all that matters. Yeah. Isaiah 43, 24 says this. Speaking of seeking God first. God says, this is God talking. You have not bought any fragrant calamus for me, a blessing to God. Or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices, but you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your offenses. Offenses. I'm offended, God. Who cares? I'm going to help you out today. I'm going to help the 40-year-olds, the 50-year-olds, the 60-year-olds, the 70-year-olds, and the 10 to 20-year-olds, and the 30-year-olds, every adult. Being offended means nothing. Understand it. Storming out means nothing. Nobody cares. But you, a lot of Christians, I've had a lot of impact in the church because I've been offended at one church after another, and I've really hurt people there. Congratulations. What ministry, what gift of the Holy Spirit, what manifestation of the Spirit for the profit of all is that? I'm very good at being offended. I see it. I, listen, I see it. I see people. There's no, there's no power in their life. There's no manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit in their life, but they like to go and pinpoint one little aspect of things and say, that's wrong. You're never going to agree with everybody 100%. It's not going to happen. Find somebody who's preaching the gospel. Find a church that stands on the Word of God unequivocally. Stands on the Word of God. If some one thing happens you don't like that somebody shouted too loud, get over it! Nobody cares you're offended. It's only hurting you. God says right here, you don't bless me, but you come to me with your sins and offenses. That's not seeking God first. That's using God as a garbage man. Yahweh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit as a garbage man. Lord, here I am. I'm offended. Here they are. And God's going, well, you're a baby. Knock it off. You bring me your sins, but you don't bring me your praise. You don't bring me your worship. You don't bring me your tithe. There you go. Come on. There's lots of tithers. There's lots of non-tithers in this room. Less than half this church tithes. What did I, I'm never going back here again. This is the best place for you to be. It's just like that child. It's just like that child who is never disciplined, suddenly being in a home when they are. It's the only hope they have. Or they're going to end up in the backseat of a police car. A lot of you will never, will not yield your finances. Well, this is another pastor after my money. I make $25,000 a year less than I made at the sheriff's office pastoring this church. You think I'm after your money? I'm going to stay at the, I'd be at the sheriff's office right now, gaining hundreds of thousands of dollars in my retirement. I forsook $350,000 of my retirement. Yeah. 
Do you think I'm after your money? No, I'm after your idolatry of your money. Knock it off. Pay your tithe. You don't want to pay it here? Don't pay it here. Go pick. You don't trust me? Go. You, you need to give it to God somewhere. Watch and see what happens. It is idolatry in your life that you will not surrender your finances to God. You make 10 bucks, you, put one, you give $1 to God. That's all he asks. You have not bought any fragrant calamus for me or lavished on me your tithes or your offerings. But you do come to me with your sins and your petty offenses. Some of you need to start tithing yesterday. Have you ever noticed that you don't ever have the money that you want and yet you still hold on to it? I'm ne- I never have all what. It's because God's not involved in your finances. Well, I know people who are filthy, rotten, rich, and God's not involved. You're in the covenant. Are they? I don't know. And what are you looking, why are you comparing yourselves among yourselves? You're not supposed to do that either. Next up, we have to ask. God's not going to do this for you. We have to ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to ask. The Holy Spirit becomes a part of your life when you're saved. But you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit when you're saved. You're not filled with the Holy Spirit when you're saved. You have to ask. Let's look. Acts chapter 8, 14 through 17. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of the Lord, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. To all the Calvinists, whoops! Do you ever read it? Or you just look at Pastor Goodbody in his skinny jeans. Do you ever read the book? Or do you just believe what a man tells you? Adding to the word. Subtracting from the word. This is the word. The people in Samaria, let's look, had received Jesus. They had received the word of God who is Jesus. But were they filled with the Holy Spirit? What did they have to do? Ask it's just the Bible. Never, ever let the Bible get in the way of what you believe. <laughs> Who, when they had come down, Peter and John, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, and all of them were saved. Heaven bound. They had only been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, which at the time was a life or death situation. These people were dedicated. They were all in, but not filled with the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because they didn't even know to ask yet. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Same exact story happens later in the book of Acts, chapter 19, 1 through 7. And the people said, we've been baptized in the name of John. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. You sound like the Baptist church. Have you ever noticed how words always come out, Tom, why are you attacking Baptists? Because they're wrong. Many of them are stronger Christians than I am. I'm just saying they're wrong in this area. And it's a powerful place to be wrong. Have you ever noticed that the verbiage comes out? Eventually, people identify themselves via verbiage. They call themselves Baptists. Well, what are they, who are they naming themselves after? The precursor to the Word of God. 
the precursor to the Savior, John the Baptist, who says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, it is he who's coming after me, who I'm not worthy to carry his shoes. And that's who they submit to? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And they they follow the person who said it instead of what he said. What are you doing? Read the book. You can't read three chapters of Matthew that tells you that you're wrong, and then you mark yourself by calling yourself Baptist. What are you doing? You're, listen, in that area, you're as dumb as Joe Biden. You know why? Do you know why? What is Joe Biden espousing right now? The big lie. You know what he said? He goes, you know, people accuse Joseph Goebbels, Hitler's propagandist of, of espousing the big lie. Wrong! The big lie is found in Mein Kampf. The big lie was espoused by Adolf Hitler and Goebbels himself, and they were accusing the Jews of the big lie. You're so stupid, you identify yourself. It's the truth. Ye shall know the truth. If you know it, it'll set you free. Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, being evil, these are for this is speaking to the unsaved, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Just the Bible. Don't let that get in the way of your Calvinism. Don't let this pierce through your offense. Just stay offended. I don't like that he yells. Am I telling you the truth? Am I reading you the Bible? There's no other way to interpret this. Knock off the, well, I don't really see it that way. How can you not see it that way? There's nowhere else to see it. When I look down right now and I can't see my belt, I don't go, I don't see it that way. I need to eat less chocolate. That's the truth. No belt, less chocolate. What, there's no other way to see it. I wish there was. I would find an excuse. I don't have one. Look how important the Holy Spirit is. Acts chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. Now, Lord, look on their threats. You better know this. They're arresting Christians for violating COVID laws and gathering together in the United States, in Canada, Australia, former democracies, former republics. In Canada, you have neighbors snitching on neighbor. They are breaking into people's homes hauling them off because they have too many people gathered together because they have five and you're only allowed to have four or six and you're only allowed to have five. Here come the cops. Shame on those jackbooted thugs. Look how important he is. Now, Lord, look on their threats. There is nothing being more threatened now than the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you can't see it, and I know the church can't because, listen, the next thing we're going to talk about is watching. The church doesn't watch anymore. Look on their threats and grant to your servants 
that with all boldness they may speak your word. Now listen, by stretching out your hand, how do we, how do we speak his word? By him stretching out his hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Look how important the Holy Spirit is. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they all spoke the word of God with boldness. This is why the church closed March 2020 and is yet to reopen. Don't you feel it in your spirit. Don't let it suppress you or oppress you, but you should feel it in your spirit. The church is a ghost town. Not your church. I said the church. It was a ghost town before. It just was veiled. And the veil's been pulled off. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh those who have actually, actually left those who live in error. 2 Peter 2.18. All the, they, they were luring people through great swelling words of emptiness long before COVID hit. It just revealed it to them. It just revealed, they just revealed themselves. So we have to ask for the Holy Spirit. Here's where I meant to get in the first service and never did. We have to watch. What does it mean to watch? We have to be on watch. How many military veterans are in here? You know what it means to, thank you for your service. Love all of you, appreciate you guys. If you're gonna do it, do it right. You probably had to stand to watch for long periods of time. We're supposed to be watching, paying attention to what's happening around us. Ominous or not, you should be able to read the situation. Matthew chapter 25, 1 through 13. The parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish be very careful in how you live not as unwise but as wise those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps but while the bridegroom was delayed they all slumbered and slept that sounds very familiar we think the bridegroom is delayed but we know again don't read the bible Matthew 24, 36, no one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. He's not, he's not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's not, they think he is, they think he's delayed, so they slumber and sleep. They start preaching internet messages. They stop talking about sin and repentance because the pastor wants to be successful and have a six-figure income. It's only one way to get that. Fill your church full of nominal Christians. Or you can go the other path, which the fire of the Holy Spirit, let that grow your church. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Verse 8, verse 6. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. 
Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, turned their lamps on. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, no. That doesn't sound very charitable. Uh, listen, if it's between you and Jesus, bye. See you later. I've, I've used this joke before. If it was your kid and my kid and I could only save one, I'm going to look your kid in the eye and say, see you in heaven. You know it's true. Every single one of you in here that's a parent, you know it's true. <laughs> Mia Brager, you want to save my fat butt or your own kids? <laughs> Bye, Tubby. <laughs> yeah. But the wise answer said, no, lest we should be, lest, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Whoops, while you got your Zoom services going, the bridegroom comes. While you capitulated and kowtowed, cooperated and acquiesced to Anthony Fauci to please man, conforming to the pattern of this world, the bridegroom comes. Congratulations that your church is a vaccine center. And transgender bathroomed. It's coming. I told Aaron this in the parking lot last week because I was out for a while, so we hadn't talked, so we talked for like two hours out in the parking lot. I said the next brick to fall, you will see it. Is that there's more than one way, and you will see that inside the evangelical movement. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other, no other name under heaven given to men by which they must be saved. Acts 4.12, you will see that brick fall. Watch. You'll see it. It's already happened in the Catholic Church. And it's coming to many others. It will come to churches that have a website that look just like ours, that sing our same songs. You watch. They already like it. They're just hiding it now. They've been hiding their homosexual agenda for years and years and years and years. It would shock and confound many of you in this room if you heard the message that I preached five years ago. Oh, it wasn't even five years ago. It was about four years ago that I preached, and I didn't name names at the time. Probably would now. Of the pastors that had lined up and said, you know what, it's time for us to change our viewpoint on homosexuality. Then you might as well change it on pornography. You might as well change it on fornication. You might as well change it on transgenderism. Which they have. It would shock you to see the names on that list. Shock you. As it would shock you now. I have it on solid counsel. There are Christian leaders in this country who have no clue that COVID is anything more than a sickness that you're supposed to be keeping your congregation safe from. They still think it. They were promised, close your church for two weeks to be a community partner and a good neighbor. And 349 days later, still don't see it. Man, you are galactically blind. Where is your counsel? It is not the Holy Spirit. It is not the Word of God. It's people around you. 
I want to keep my six figuring. Where, you know, why is it the pastors never get fired? Everybody in their church is laid off. 60% of the businesses that have closed because of the COVID response will never reopen. Where are you at, Pastor Love? You love so much you started a food pantry to feed the people that you caused to be hungry. That's like me using a baseball bat, knocking out your teeth and paying for your dentures. And while they went to buy, verse 10, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in and he, in with him to the wedding and shut the door. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. That's a fact. The door closes. There's no opportunity at redemption outside this life. Everybody suck oxygen into your body right now through your nose or through your mouth. Ready? You still have hope. If you're a Christian, you can have life and life to its abundance. You're called to raise the dead, give sight to the blind, win the lost, serve. You are called to rejoice. You are called to bring joy. You are called to encourage. Wherever your gifting is, there is you have plenty of time. Turn it around now. You don't have plenty of time if you don't turn it around now, depending on who you are, what you believe, and what your age is. If you believe the AMA, you've only got an average. Our average age has fallen a year now. Average age of death was 78. It's 77 now. It's garbage. You're called to live to 120. Read your Bible. My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. Read it for yourself. Now, Tom, you know, everything changed after Adam. Yeah, he moved right into the Abrahamic covenant, which is what I just said. Have you ever noticed it? Gosh, am I going off topic. Have you ever noticed it? Do you look around the world? Are there people that live... To 115? Did they break 120? No. Don't get me one person that lived 120 years and three days. Overall, you know what I mean. I had somebody call me up one time. He goes, no, that's, that's speaking of a blessing of God or some sort of half-baked covenant that lasted for 120. I'm like, no. I said, hey, listen, clown show. <laughs> Look around yourself. Look around the world. Do you ever see anybody break 120? America, the richest country in the world, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Right? 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. Love of money doesn't do squat for your long life. What gives you long life? Honor your mom and dad and believe the word of God. That's it. We don't do that here. Not like we should. So even the richest country in the world, we're way beneath, we're way beneath Japan. We're not close, and there's not a Christian in that place. I know I'm exaggerating. I'm just telling you, overall, per capita, there's no Christians that live in Japan. And they're all living over 100. I mean, you see the difference? 77 to 100, 23 years. 23 years. You live to 110, it's 33 43 if you live to where you're supposed to. Praise God. I'll die with the AMA. Congratulations, dummy. 
It's ridiculous. Can't you read the Bible instead? The only reason why you feel old at 70 is because you believe it. Moses at 120, his eyesight had not abated, nor his strength was gone. His strength was not gone. He climbed a mountain and died. Should be everybody's goal. 120th birthday? Find me a mountain. You'll find your mountain, go up there and croak. That should be your goal in life. You should be planning, like a couple days before your birthday, start driving to some mountainous region. Climb that bad boy. Get up there and die. Let the bears eat you. (laughs) You're welcome. So they shut the door. Verse 11. Afterward, the other virgins came also. Whoops, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in thy name? And then thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you depart from me, ye that works iniquity. That's Matthew 7, 21, if you want that one. The other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. The last line, verse 13, watch therefore is the priority of the wise. You're watching. You're paying attention. The fools are not watching. The wise are. And here's the deal too. The fools could even watch all they want. They don't even know what to watch for. You should. Although not in this specific parable, the warnings are throughout the Bible. Let me read you a few. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. I don't know how much much of this I'll read, but I'm going to read some of it. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind and trouble. If you closed your church, were you shaken? Beyond measure shaken. Close your church. 99.9% survival rate. That's on the low end. 0 to 19, 99.997 post-infection survival rate. 20 to 50, 20 to 49, 99.98% chance of survival. Two one-hundredths of 1% chance of dying of COVID if you're that age. So basically 0 to 50, there's no threat when there's not one teacher working anywhere. And I mean, listen, schools aren't open in Florida either. It doesn't count. Just sitting with masks on and your distance learning, whatever it may be, it's garbage time. Garbage time. As much as I love Ron DeSantis, he's wrong there. We're better than most states. There's only one state in the union that had zero COVID mitigations. One state, South Dakota. Christy Nome, governor. Only one. Never closed the business, never forced a mask. Never forced a mitigation whatsoever. Never required people to social distance. Nothing. What's their curve look like? Same as every curve in the country. Every state, every country, Spain, Portugal, England, Australia, California, Florida. This is what the curve looks like to everybody. The mountain peak differs. How does the mountain peak differ? It all looks the same, exactly the same. I should have Aaron draw it for me and put it up there. 
Looks exa- he knows it by heart because we put up so many I am tweets. You need to follow Ian Miller on Twitter. They all look exactly the same. The ones with the highest mountain peak are the ones who wear masks and lock down. Every time, every place, every country, every state. And you think that you closed your church, you weren't shaken in mind? Not to be soon shaken in mind and troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no man deceive you with vain words. I know everything. I'm Dr. Fauci. I know everything. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Oh, this is a different verse. Let no man deceive you by any means. Vain words is in Romans. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. How's that Calvinism working for you? How do you, how do you fall away from that which you never had? How do you fall off a cliff you didn't climb? And the man of sin is revealed in the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he sits on as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. God is restraining the time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, do you, do you notice the lawlessness in this land? Yes. We have Syrian airstrikes going on right now without congressional approval. Your, your, your entire capital is surrounded by 20-foot razor wire fences for a threat nobody can name. Lawlessness. Ripping babies out of their mother's womb piece by bloody piece. I don't care if Roe v. Wade, which was based on six lies, says that it's constitutional. It's not. You have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That child in the the womb has those rights. Even if the woman was raped, he has or she has those rights. Period. Lawlessness. 60 million babies a year butchered in the womb. Lawlessness. And you want to talk about COVID-19. 60 million. Million. Stalin doesn't even compare. Hitler doesn't compare. They don't compare to the Democratic Party. They don't just kill them in America. They make sure that they're killed worldwide. First day in office, Joe Biden canceled the Mexico City Agreement, which was defunding of all abortions internationally by the United States. Done by Donald J. Trump. That's why I vote for that man. That's why I vote for those men and those women. That's what I look at. You can call me political. You can say it doesn't belong in the pulpit. Let me tell you something. The church should be standing up to evil, confronting evil, not cooperating with evil. There's Christian ministers that refuse to vote for Donald Trump because he sends out mean tweets. Tweets! And you usher in the biggest baby butcherer in history? How moronic can you be and still breathe? 
You, if, you're, if you're that dumb, you have to think about breathing. Okay, breathe. Okay. Okay, breathe. Okay. Something's wrong. Oh, breathe. You not to know what to be looking for. I'll show you some. Some of it I've read in this. Some of you have heard this. Some of you haven't. I'll show you some. I brought it out of my binder from the podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Written July 16th of 2020. A biometric digital identity platform that evolves just as you evolve is set to be introduced in low-income remote communities in West Africa, of course. It's either Africa or India as they victimize the countless millions because nobody cares about black people. They don't. I'm not talking about black people in America. I'm talking about people of color elsewhere, whether it's Indian or because they can all get away. Who, oh, who are those, by the way? The very Nazis that claim to be for their rights. I care. I care that Bill Gates has made countless hundreds of thousands of people paralyzed and sterile. I care. He doesn't. By the way, that's not, that is not debatable. If you think that that's right-wing conspiracy theory, you have not studied to show yourself approved. It's absolute fact. The world, you will find it on the World Health Organization. You will find it on their website where they had to acknowledge publicly that they had sterilizing agents inside of their polio vaccines. Why? Why? Why would you have that? Because you're Margaret Sanger. You have that common spirit. It's who you are. Yeah, I don't, I don't hold back. If you were hoping for that this morning, it's only going to get worse. There's no holding back. Bill Gates says, my goal is to lower the po- control of the population through vaccines. How does that make sense to anybody but Satan? And lo and behold, they find sterilizing agents. This is not debatable. It's not right wing or left wing. It's fact. The biometric digital identity platform that evolves just as you evolve. Well, how lovely. That's why this vaccine that they're pumping in, 50, no, I think it's 75 million Americans have gotten now. It's a DNA coagulant. It changes your DNA inside your body. Hence the reason why people are walking out with Bell's palsy. Woman fired, her waitress fired in New York because she refused to take it because she was concerned about being infertile. They can't, do you realize they canceled the vaccine program in Australia, which is one of the most hyper-COVID states in the union? They canceled it because people were turning up HIV positive and infertile. They weren't turning up. Listen, I want to explain that to you. They were scared. People did not turn up infertile. I take that back. They were scared about infertility, and people were coming back with positive HIV tests. They said, well, they're not. It's not real HIV. Listen, I'll tell you what. I never want to have a test that says that's positive. Why? Because they're using agents that are used in HIV to, to transform DNA inside people's bodies. This is not arguable. It's just whether you know it or not. 
They don't even deny it. Do you, th- you think Bill Gates, here, I'll get it for you. Low-income remote communities with our biometric digital identity platform in West Africa, thanks to public-private partnership between Bill Gates and Gavi Vax, Vaccine Alliance, MasterCard, AI-powered identity authentication company called TrustStamp. And pastors in America don't think there's anything more to this COVID response than a flu bug? Really? This, this was written last year. This was written seven months ago. The program, which was first launched in late 2018, how convenient is that? We'll see trust stamps. That all sound familiar to you if you've ever read the book of Revelation, chapter 13, 16 through 18. Then he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead that no one may buy or sell except him who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Do you ever read it? Make sure you're reading it because that's watching. When you see something like this, alarm bells should go off, but for 99% of the American church, they don't. 40% of this church didn't see it and left. But when you stand in the word of God like we did, God will just double the size of your church. 40% leaves. Oh, really? Where were you at? Oh, you were about at what? 180, 190? Okay, well, you know what? Now you're 400. The program, which was first launched in 2018, will see Trust Stamps digital identity platform integrated into Gavi MasterCard's wellness pass. I just, I wish some of these mainline denominations would just let me come preach one Sunday. Just let me come in there. (laughs) I'll preach this exact, I'll actually break my rule and preach this exact same message. How are you watching Zoom messages when you got Billy Gates in his little evil laboratory creating a wellness pass, a digital vaccination record, an identity system that is also linked to MasterCard's click-to-play system that is powered by its AI and machine learning technology called New Data. Axios reports airlines are likely to require passengers to sign up for a health pass which includes digital certificates of vaccination against COVID-19 by allowing them to fly, according to a new report. Are you ready to circle anything else? Yeah, I did. Three global alliances. That sounds like the book of Revelation, does it not? To anybody who reads it. People are destroyed for? It's not there. Don't, don't even think that they know, because they don't. A global alliance representing 58 airlines are pushing governments to allow widespread COVID-19 testing of passengers instead of existing quarantine restrictions that they argue are ineffective and have killed travel demand. States report the bottom line, no health pass, no admittance, and perhaps no flying. States the report. Oh, that can't happen. It's already in Israel right now, fully enacted. Fully enacted. It's called the green card. Fully enacted. There's places you can go in Israel because you have a green card, and there's places that you can't because you don't. Absolute fact. You cannot go into a gym in the nation of Israel unless you have a green card. You don't see this? Pastor Love. 
Pastor Butt Kisser, Pastor Bootlicker, and your cousin, Pastor Skip Verses? You don't see this? Where's your discernment? You don't have it. It left you long ago because you worship at the altar of church growth. From the New York Post. Oh, this was written a long time ago. This was written on 12-29-20. You may need a COVID-19 passport to travel or gather in 2021. Remember, when it comes to traveling in 2021, you might have to remember to bring two passports. This is written by the second largest circulating paper in the United States. Several companies are, several companies are developing passport apps that can vouch for a person's coronavirus vaccine and test statuses. The verification could then be used for traveling on planes or attending large gatherings such as concerts or church services for the pastors who took the PPP money. Coming to a service near you. One such passport, developed by the Common Trust Network, they all have the same sort of names. You know why? Because it's a common demonic spirit. Common Pass, Common Trust Network. It's a common demonic spirit. Is partnering with airlines, including blah, 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 blah. Called the Common Pass app, users can upload COVID-19 test results or eventually prove from a medical professional that they received both doses of the vaccine. How wonderful. Instead of revealing personal information, the app would generate a certificate in the form of a QR code that you can put on your forehead or on your right hand that could be scanned by flight attendants or security personnel. See, all of this right now, folks, is skid greasing. The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. It's readying people for the mark of the beast. We can fight against it and buy ourselves decades. Or the church can do what it's already done, which is grab its ankles. That's not meant to be sexual. That's proctological. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the form of a QR code that be, could be scanned by flight attendants or security personnel. The app also will also list the health requirements at the traveler's departure and arrival destination. You can be tested every time you cross a border. Oh, yay. They're not, only, they're not the only ones looking to, to the future of gathering in tight spaces. IBM is developing a digital health pass, same language. Joseph Goebbels accuses people of the big lie. The same demonic spirit enters the White House that we're in right now as an accusing people of the big lie. People and demons who are liars accusing people of big lies. The father of lies whose native language is lying is accusing people of the big lie. Same thing. This is all, look at the commonalities. Why in New York is Broadway called Broadway? 
Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. It all comes out. Is developing a digital health pass. IBM is. Thank you, IBM. Which would allow venues to set health requirements for entry, such as negative COVID tests, vaccination, and a temperature check. Results would be stored in a digital wallet. For us, they say, IBM, it's all about how that digital credential can be stored, can, pre- can be presented. Lucy Yang, co-lead of the COVID-19 Credentials Initiative, explained. There's things out there called COVID-19 Credentials Initiative, and the church is asleep in the light. Pastors think they're saving lives by doing Zoom services and providing alcohol gel stations. No, you're a capitulator to evil. Simple as that. Lucy Yang, co-leader of the COVID-19 Credentials Initiative, explained, we're looking into it, and there are companies who are doing really promising work. Next article is about Israel. I won't read it to you because I already said it, and I'll close, heading towards closing with this because I want you to get this stuff. I want you to see it. You need to be watching. I'm going to close with this, sec- with this section here. What does it mean to not be watching? Well, I'm attending a COVID clump church, so I know I'm watching. No, you are in great peril. You're going to churches that don't preach the gospel. Every gospel verse is trumped by yes, but you have to use wisdom. Where's that in the Bible? Where does it ever say that worldly wisdom created in the synapses firing of a human carnal mind is superior to the Bible? Where's that Bible verse? You're in great peril. Let me read these verses to you. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 18, deceptions of false teachers. I used this earlier. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, through lewdness, through perversion. The ones who have actually escaped, they lure them away. These churches that I made fun of last week by name, abundant this, coast that. They allure people who are saved into being unsaved. They, look at what it says. They allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped. They swipe. Listen, I've seen it time and time again. They swipe people from this church. Because they're wondering, can I or can I not sleep with my boyfriend? Foundation Church says no, but I sure want to have sex. And uh, abundant this or life that says yes. How do they say yes? They never talk about it. Never say a word. Let's have an altar call. Who wants a fresh start and a new beginning? I have a question. What does that mean, Pastor Bootlicker? Hey, I I know this is inappropriate for the service, but Pastor Buttkisser, I have a question for you. What does that mean exactly? What am I, what what does a fresh start and a new beginning mean exactly? Can you explain that to me, please? 
I know what repentance means. I know what conversion means. But I don't know what that means, which is the purpose to begin with. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and, un- and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. That's the modern church. Idle babblings. Entire messages. Have you ever listened to some of the modern messages? It is literal verbal vomit for 45 minutes. I don't even know what the idea is. But you know what? It tickles the ears. Because people are sitting in there going, well, this is great. This doesn't bother me at all. So I get to be saved and live in sin? Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. They'll use things, they'll use terminologies like, well, you know what? God is greater than my sin. God is above looking at my sin. No, he's not. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. The whole new covenant is based on redemption from your sin. God is not greater than your sin. He sent Jesus to solve your sin problem. Avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. I've seen it time and time again from people who have left this church because they did not like conviction. I've come to a greater awareness of grace. No, you just listen to the doctrines of devils. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith. How does that sit with you, Calvinist? Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 2 Peter 3.17 Since you have been forewarned, be on your guard, so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position. How does that sit with you, Calvinist? See, nobody ever read you these verses in your Calvinist Bible study, did they? Why is that? Because they wanted to grow their church. This is what you have to watch for. Lawless men trying to get you to fall from your secure position. Romans 16, 17, and 18. Now I urge you, brethren, note those. What does that mean? Note them. (laughs) Write them down. Note those who cause divisions and offenses. Have you ever noticed that Foundation Church is never divided? Have you noticed it? There's nobody teaching a Bible study that contradicts me. You know why? You go. I've learned that lesson the hard way. It'll never happen again. It's been a decade since it hasn't been happening here. Goodbye. I'll walk into your Bible study and fire you in front of your entire crowd. And my heart rate won't even go up. If you doubt that, you don't know me. I struggle. Confrontation, 25 years in law enforcement is not my struggle. If you want to fight, you come to the right place. But you'll lose. You know why? Because Foundation Church is pastored by me, not you. You will lose. I have all rights and authority here. You'll be out the front door. We don't have divisions in here. I note those. 
I note them who cause divisions and offenses. And guess what? They're spoken to. You notice how nobody's outrageous in our services? Pentecostal church. And nobody's drawing all attention to themselves. Because they'll get a service or two. I try to fix them. I try to say, you know what, maybe they'll learn. You see me correct people from the pulpit. I'm not talking about Charlie's clicking of his pen. (laughs) That doesn't count. (laughs) You're not going to be out of order in here. We're not going to have it. Note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. (gasps) That's not Christ-like. It's the Bible. It's Jesus himself. Avoiding people? Uh, Yeah. You got people bad-mouthing your pastor? Don't call them anymore. You have two options. Avoid them or confront them. As well as anybody gossiping about any other Christian. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, their own carnality, and by smooth words and flattering speech, deceive the hearts of the simple. Matthew 24, 11. Worship team, make your way. I'll close right here. Then many false prophets will rise and deceive many people. Matthew 24, 24. It says that many false Christs and false prophets will arise. And deceive, if possible, even the elect. I think we've seen that the elect can be easily deceived. 2 Timothy 2.18, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Last two verses, three verses. Ephesians 5, 5-7. Listen to this now. For this ye know... I didn't get to my whole sin part today of how the church is dead wrong about sin. Listen to this, because this will cover it. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Everybody hear that? Who is that written to? The church at Ephesus. Bible-believing Christians. Let no man deceive you. Here's that from I told you. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Warning, be not ye therefore partakers with them. Because you could be. Keep your eyes on the situation. Keep your eyes on it. But look at me now. Look at me eye to eye. As I sense this today from our church, and God has given me a gift of discernment, I sense this. That our church, our people in here, not not us as a body, but many people are coming in here oppressed and suppressed because you're a conservative. I'm a conservative. I'm as right, I'm more right than anybody in this room probably. Or as right as anybody in this room. I own more bullets probably than many of you do. There's a few of you that got me beat, but there aren't many of you that own more bullets than me. Unless you own 10,000 or more. I'm as right as you can get. But you're, that conservatism is not salvation. Conservatism has no life in it. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. John 6, 63. Spirit only gives life. D- Donald Trump will not give you life. 
Many people were just as depressed during his presidency as they were once he left. But I sense that in our body. That's why pastors need to preach messages that they've prayed over, not that they've pulled from the internet. I've sensed in our church today with poor Aaron leading worship that people coming in here are oppressed and suppressed because they're looking at our country going, what a federal disaster area. You will only, listen to me, look at me. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. It's not gonna, it will not come near you unless you want it to. Psalm chapter 3, 1 through 3. How many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you are the glory and the lifter of my head. We We don't conform to the pattern of this world. We're not connected. Our citizenship is in heaven. Don't let the things around you bother you. Enjoy your life. God will provide. He will provide for you. You are in covenant with him. So don't let it bother you who's in the White House. Don't let it. Listen, yes, we've got to fight and overcome and vote and pray specifically for politicians to lose and to win specifically. But while you're doing it, this got nothing to do with you need to hang your head and be bothered. Enjoy your life. He's given you life and abundant life. Enjoy it. Amen. Stand with me. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on give.